Welcome to the Sell Your Brilliance Summit, where we empower entrepreneurs to elevate their influence. We're here to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and help you showcase your unique talents to the world. I'm your host, Michelle Parad, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey of unlocking your true potential. Enjoy this summit. I can't wait to connect with you. So when it comes to selling our brilliance, I do think that the first thing that comes to mind is self-sabotage. And here to explore this topic with us is Roz Warren. She really dives deep into issues that really can be healed. She talks about goal trauma and our responses and our behaviors to our ultimate desires and our external stimuli and the importance of letting go of conditioning to embrace one's divine nature. Roz Warren is an intuitive wealth and abundance coach for soul-led CEOs. She's the author and founder of sacredlifemastery.art. She guides conscious visionaries and entrepreneurs already creating steady income to break through to six figures and beyond while eliminating stress and overwhelm. She's the author of four number one international best-selling books and has hosted several summits herself. There are so many gold nuggets in this interview, and I really hope you enjoy. Okay, so Roz, oh my goodness, I am so excited to be here with you. So we know each other from the Success From Source book. We are co-authors, and Roz has really contributed a magnificent chapter to this book. Really recommend anyone to go and read it. And she has these amazing concepts um, that will just unlock you around wealth and abundance. And um, so I highly recommend anyone to dive into that. Um, But today we are going to explore a really fantastic topic that I think a lot of entrepreneurs may struggle with (laughs) and may not even realize that this is what's truly going on. So we're here to discuss the mysterious behaviors that keep you from achieving your goals. And I do think that a lot of people uh, like to talk about self-sabotage as a theme, but I feel that this is really getting to a couple of levels deeper than that. (laughs) And Yeah, I'd love to get started around this theme with you and just ask you, to start with, what is it that you mean by the mysterious behavior? <laughs> Thank you for having me. And it's such a treat to co-author the book with you. Your chapter was beautiful as well. And so at least you'll have two chapters that we highly recommend you read in our gorgeous book. And uh, so I appreciate that. Yeah, for me, this idea of, um, well, mysterious behaviors is just an intriguing title (laughs) to get people to go. Because we talk about the mysterious behaviors that I'm talking about are things like the procrastination, the resistance, the wandering off to the kitchen when you're really, we're wanting to do something else, sell something. And (laughs) we've all been there. And they are lumped under that heading of self-sabotage. And each of these themes, for me, most particularly is like procrastination, 
or the idea of um, organizing your time. How many books are there on those? You, if you went and Googled, you would have how many pages in Amazon of books written. And what I discovered, because I had all of these as well, when we treat that, we're simply treating the symptom. So it's like putting a Band-Aid on a broken arm. It might make you feel better, but it is not going to eliminate the problem. And what we, especially as women, tend to do is when we, and they're called mysterious behaviors because they're the things that like at the end of the day, you go, why did I do that? Mm -hmm. I know full well what I wanted to do today. I have a to-do list. It's in front of my face. It's on a post-it note on the computer. How did I wander off and buy another course? (laughs) I don't. And then we do it. There's something wrong with me. I'm... Now you got all your labels. You got your label. I believe we were born with label guns. You got your labels out. I'm lazy. I don't know how to do business. I I was never cut out for this. I'm too stupid. My mother, oh God, (laughs) my mother was right. We start now piling on. And this behavior is actually the symptom of something much deeper that can be healed if we even know it's going on. Absolutely. That's that's so true. I can say that I'm a course junkie. <laughs> and whenever I feel like, oh, I need to learn something new so that I can be better and then I can get to my next step, right? Mm-hmm. Until I realize, oh, maybe, maybe I'm buying too many courses <laughs> at this point in time. So I think all of us have definitely been there. Well, I'm a, I, have, I have Dr. Joe Dispenza's book laying over here on the couch where it has been laying for, I don't know, I go, I just assume that I'm going to absorb that information by just being in proximity. It's hilarious. When we recognize or come to understand, I think is more more the idea that all of this stuff going on is simply a self-protective mechanism. Yes. And what I discovered for myself that just opened it all up, because it's really quite simple. It's this phenomenon that I label it. There are several of us in the field that are labeling it this way. It's a goal trauma is the name of it. There was a time in your life that you wanted something. And it could have been when you were a kid. It could have been two years ago. But you wanted this so bad. Your desire was on fire. And you gave it your all. And there may have even been people that went, oh, quit dreaming. It's just a pipe dream. You'll never make it. These are the 800 reasons it won't work. And you're like, no, you watch me. (laughs) I knew it was going to work. Oh, my goodness. Your whole, this is the key, your whole heart was in it. And then it didn't work. And your heart was broken. 
And I am sure that each of us has one of those that has already come up to your in your mind. And what happens is when your heart is broken, your nervous system itself comes in and says, okay, don't like that. You're never experiencing that again. Got it. And so now you are so far past that. And it doesn't even register in your mind. That's playing. You're here setting these big, beautiful, fabulous goals of what you want to do. And as long as they're big enough and out there enough, there's no issue. Because it's going to take a little bit of time to get there and work all the things. So you're safe. The minute you pull it down to today, I'm writing that email. Today, I'm creating that sales page. Today, I'm going to call whoever to move the business forward. Your nervous system goes, Morning, Will Robinson. For those of you old enough to remember. Now you're skating too close. And we can get our heart broken again. Ooh, you might be hungry. There's a course over there to buy. All of the, whatever your particular mode of, I'm not doing this today, is going to rear its head. Then we try because we think, oh, I'm just procrastinating. I'm just being lazy. And you and I can have a whole conversation one day about my idea about procrastination. (laughs) I don't think there really is such a thing. There is spirit leading us to wait. And then we, it gets lumped up in the whole procrastination thing. But that's for another time. This particular one is when it is your nervous system built in protection stopping you from moving forward because you could break your heart again. Right. Now we sit here and go, I am too mature for that. You're too smart. I've learned too much. I know how to do this. But it works in a kind of two, two-tier two way. And the first one is, so we set a goal. I'm going to do 10K this month. I got the structure. It could happen. I'm going to do 10K this month. And then automatically behind a big goal comes, yeah, but you don't know how to do all of it. Mm-hmm. There's some pieces you do know. But there's all this stuff you don't know how to do. Now we're off and running. Mm-hmm. Because they are, oh, I can't do it. I don't know. There you are. I need to go buy a course and learn how to do this. <laughs> I'm going to have to hire people. I mean, and you, oh, my God, never mind. Okay, I'm going to have a $2,000 month. I can do that. The problem is you don't want a $2,000 month. Now, of course, it'll be nice. It'll be fine. It's money in the door and you'll pay bills with it and whatever else. Okay, cool. But it sure doesn't light your fire. It doesn't jazz you like, man, a 10K month would be so cool. Let's do five or six of them in a row. That would be even cooler. That, now your juice is going. Now you're, you have ignited your creativity. And you have also woken up your protective system. 
And so it's going to shut you down every time. This is so true. I do. I see this so often and it's just playing in the background. So as you said, it's, it's not something people really realize is a pattern for them and they don't even know the origin story behind it, but yeah. they're like emotions that get stuck in our bodies and then play out during certain situations and like wondering what's truly going on. So I, I definitely resonate with that and, and I see it all over the place. Um, so how do you distinguish between going out and doing something that's truly uncomfortable and pushing ourselves to okay, I've got this goal. I, and maybe even you realize you have this pattern suddenly, uh, like maybe you have been like, oh, why? Been curious, right? Like uh-huh. why now on social media all day when I need to do something that's really going to truly move the needle for my business? Yeah. So like, where's the balance really between going out there, doing something that is is making us a little bit uncomfortable and we're realizing that we're doing it because there's something in our system that's trying to resist it mm-hmm. versus in the spiritual realm, a lot of people talk about being in a flow state, right? And so I think people sometimes misperceive if I'm in a, if I'm not feeling like I'm in a beautiful flow state, then I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing. But really sometimes like doing that uncomfortable thing that's going to set us up to the next level is what we should go after. So it's like, how do we distinguish between the two and should we, when should we do what? I don't, yeah, sometimes I wonder what, what's the right balance of doing uh-huh. something we really fear. And even if that's getting us into nervous system right. regulation or doing those things that are like lighting us up but it's easy to do and it's comfortable and that kind of thing yeah and i think part of the distinction is first you have to understand that there's even something going on and then so so once we get this kind of information and and i've got a thing for y'all to help you determine if this is something running in your life so we'll talk about that later but uh once you understand that i think and have proved for my own self and with my clients that the only thing that really jazzes you up is when it's outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. If you're just filling in the blanks and doing what you already know how to do, if you're anything like you and I, we're bored. Now it's a task. Right. Now it's a job. Well, I don't want a job. If I wanted a job, I'd go be a greeter at Walmart. I don't want a job. I want to be excited and juiced about something. So for me, pushing that, and so I'm going to use the word push. The English language is very difficult because we don't have enough words. (laughs) Because we don't want to push, but I want to push the boundary. So I'll parse that a little bit. So we want to be pushing this edge because any goal worth having is going to expand you out of your comfort zone. Yes, that's going to trigger these things that when we recognize it, we will have tools to use to calm down our nervous system, make sure it's recognized. Hey, it's okay. Spirit's driving the bus. Yes. 
neither one of us is in charge of this thing. You go in the back and play with your jacks or whatever. And I'm going to sit over here and enjoy the ride and spirits driving the bus. But, this, but you got to have this negotiation. First, if you don't even understand that this part of you is driving the bus to begin with, then it's hard to have a negotiation with it. <laughs> so, so there's that little piece. But it's also this idea of a- allowing yourself to push through. And I am all about ease and I am all about flow. I am not about hard work and hustle, but the joy and the juice and the pleasure of flow and ease is that you get stuff done. Right. There is effort involved. You're not going to sit on the couch all day and just, I don't know have clients deliver out of the raindrops. That's not part of the deal. But as long as you are because it's really we're in this uh, program that I'm actually in, we're talking about pleasure and everything needs to be for pleasure. And part of what we're parsing here is is it immediate pleasure or is it ultimate pleasure? So yeah, it, it would be pleasurable to already be done with my day and sitting on the couch waiting for dinner to cook, right? That would be cool. But bigger jazz is I want to come talk to y'all. I want to talk about this because I love talking about possibilities and expansion. My greater pleasure is to forego that for an hour. To have this pleasure, technically I'm working. Doesn't feel like work because it's doing something that I love. Now, this idea of pushing. Okay. Sometimes, <laughs> checking in with the guides. If you can imagine that you and your higher guidance are like almost walking side by side when you're in flow. Guidance can be just a half a step ahead of you so that you're moving with guidance. Pushing is when you go, I got this, thanks. Um, And you get out ahead and uh, you're trying to move things forward that aren't ready to be moved yet. Ah, that is such a good point. Yes. I look at it this way. Uh, I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan. and For me, I look at it like I'm playing tennis Mm -hmm. with source. Mm -hmm. So I have my long list, and that's Abraham calls it the placemat (laughs) theory. You put everything on earth that you can possibly think of that needs to be done on a list. It's a running list. It is not a to-do list. It's the list for the universe to handle, to line everything up for until the universe needs your physical hands and eyes and mouth on it. Spirit could not show up here and have this conversation without me and without Michelle and without you listening with your ears, your human ears. We are here doing the physical pieces. And I have this long list of things that 
I would love some of them to have been done last month. There's some I'm owner I'd like to have had it done last year. Yeah. Current yet. Right. So I sit with source like, okay, what are we doing? What am I working on today? I literally go, where do you need my hands? And right. I go through lists and then whatever pings me. Oh, that sounds exciting. That's the one I do today. And it's because the universe has now lined everything up for them. Mm-hmm. If you begin playing with this, just like, and I love your word curious, if you just begin to be curious about this, and at least those of you who are here listening to this, it's because at some point you win. Why am I doing this procrastination thing? Why do I have this pattern in my life? Why am I continuing to do that? And the universe is bringing you your answer. So that's where we talk about, we are having this conversation because someone in this audience called this conversation out of the universe through us to be had. Right. So you think about a time, it's like you had to do something. I oh, don't make a phone call. And it's, I do not want to make that phone call. Don't make it. Because the time will come. It might be in 30 minutes. It might be in 30 days. You're like, oh, I'm making that phone call. Okay. Because now, the day you make the phone call, you get the nice lady who actually knows what you're asking about, who's been on vacation for a week. So Mm -hmm. if you had called earlier, you would have got somebody that didn't know what they were talking about. It would have been a rough hoed road. It, it just would have been hard. But if you wait for the universe's guidance, that to me is what flow is. Mm-hmm. Flow is not taking action until the universe moves you to take action. So how do you tell the difference between procrastinating? That was going to be my next question. Yes. Procrastinating just because you're not about it. Or the universe going, hang on, I've still got other people to put in place over here for you. Right. How you feel. If you say, oh, I'm not doing that, and it feels bad, you're procrastinating. Mm. If you go, I don't really want to do that. Or just say, don't do it. And you go, okay, cool. <laughs> then you're listening to the universe. Now, this presupposes that you're practiced at feeling how you feel. Mm. Whether you're feeling good or you're not feeling good. You've got to know that because that's your part of your guidance system. Mm-hmm. And so now when if you're flowing, now we're flowing. Do I feel good? Great. Move on. Head head that way. Go west, young man. Do I feel bad? Let's pause a minute and see what's really going on. Yeah, so many of us are so disconnected from our bodies. Mm-hmm. Right. We're just going through the motions, getting from A to B and not sitting and really lo- looking at, okay, and there is a correspondence between certain parts of our bodies and what those are telling us. There's like within the stomach, there's anxiety, within the liver, there's anger. Right? So, so if we can start to decode 
okay, mm-hmm. what is our body telling us? Is it to stop or, or whatever it is? But yeah, to your point, sometimes we really have to tune into the subtleties, right? Because mm-hmm. it can just be this very, it's not a loud noise, a loud piece of information, but it's just some little voice that says call later or some little voice that says, okay, do that email now. Mm-hmm. And it's a very nuanced art, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Art. Yeah. It's a lot of practice. So yeah, I don't know if there's any particular tools or ways that you go about it to yeah. tell the difference between what is our egoic thoughts of what we should be doing day to day versus I think that's the magic word right there and that's what I was thinking when you were saying that is there's so many things built into society to keep us away from this number one is we're too damn busy excuse my French we've got to slow down we want to live in the moment moment to moment to moment we've got to slow down we want to eliminate the should. Why are we plowing forward like maniacs? Because we should already be somewhere we're, we want to be. We should be further along. We should get all this done. Oh, look at Susie Q over here. We should. If we want her results, we should. We don't know anything about her life. Absolutely. It is entirely possible. You've got the Instagram beauty piece there. It is entirely possible that the rest of her life you would not have on a bet. Absolutely. We so, don't really know how long it, it took someone to get to where they <laughs> My favorite. After 20 years of working at it, I'm an overnight success. Exactly. And, and the other thing, ooh, goosebumps everywhere. Truth. Uh, because I've been in the business a, a minute. I've been in working. In, I was in online business before Google. So I know that dates me, but it also gives me the opportunity to say with them for sure. Yes. There's so many things behind the scenes. Like you hear people say, I had a six figure launch. They didn't put a penny in their pocket. This is what we don't hear. We don't understand what it took them to have a six figure launch was all of these things that were expensive and all that money that came in went right on back out. And it's, I personally go, when I first caught that and realized it, I went, I'm not working that hard for <laughs> nice little small launches and put a couple thousand bucks in my pocket yeah. and I'm not exhausted and I actually have a couple thousand bucks. That was being said to this fact that when we're gauging what we do in our business, what we're called to do by what we see other people doing, we have put ourselves into a dangerous position. Yeah. Absolutely. And the other is, yes, get the best mentors you can get and then listen to your own heart. Because yeah. all of these people, they are sharing with you, 99.9% of them are Honorable, honest people, especially in our realm. So what they're sharing is truly something that worked, magic words, for them. Does not mean that it is 100% replicable for you and your business. 
And so then we're constantly disappointing ourselves. We're like, well, if I just go get that course, I'm going to be able to have 5,000 people in my Facebook group. You don't even really want 5,000 people in your Facebook group. Therefore, it is never going to happen. No. But you could pick up a couple little things from them that you could transfer and translate into your business. But we, we go into these things like, because we've got this premise of, I'm not any further along than I am. Uh, I procrastinate all the time. I'm, I'm not good at keeping a schedule because there's something wrong with me, which then we extrapolate means something needs to be fixed. And I should find someone who can afford it. <laughs> so you see how we have this false premise on top of false premise on top of false premise. And we're setting ourselves up to just keep the cycle going. Now, having said that, your inner nervous system trauma response patrol is perfectly happy. Because you will not change. And that's its goal. As long as you stay the same. You can whine and fuss at yourself all you want. You can feel bad about yourself all you want. They don't care. They just want the status quo maintained. Even though we don't like the status quo, they don't care. Your heart's not going to get broken again like it did before when you tried to do something outside of your comfort zone. We're not having that. You cry yourself to sleep every night. We don't care. You just need to stay the same. So when you recognize that and you go, hey, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with me. I have a trauma response going on. And yeah, I can heal that and I can soothe it and I can love it completely. And I can expand into who I'm meant to be and who I'm here and I can fulfill my mission. Yes, there's nothing wrong with me. I love it. I am perfect, whole, and complete. I am. My human self is a little diamond that could use some buffing up every now and then. When we can function from that premise and we wander off procrastinating all day, then we can go, that's interesting. I'm doing that thing. And this is another Abraham sentence that has saved me for years what there i am doing that thing i do again we can we see it and we go okay what do you need oh ooh, i'm skating too close to the fire you gotta remember and then i use eft tapping calming the nervous system down it's okay spirits in charge i don't even go i'm in charge anymore because they laugh at me <laughs> no, I'm not in charge. Spirit in charge. Yeah, all fine. It's all good. Then you can calm down and then go. Well, that was interesting. Now I will tell you the truth. Since I have been practicing this, there are more days that I now sit and do nothing. Mm. And there'll be time I'll be in the middle, I'll be in the middle of a rest day, but I also dabble in human design. I'm a projector, so I don't have my own energy. I, even when I am sitting quietly, I am holding the grid together. Even a quiet day of not touching anything out here, I'm busy and I'm refilling and I'm doing my due. 
And they'll be, yeah, I'll be going, oh, maybe you should. And I go, yeah, maybe we weren't. Because if we were, we would have been motivated to do So just chillax. Have another cup of tea. Just chill. One of the biggest things when I first got started with all of this work and then I'm bringing clients in and my guides are, I, I, what do they call you? And so they're Sophia. So it's a conglomerate kind of like Abraham is. But so Sophia would say to me and to clients over and over, because the biggest thing was, why are we not further along? We know what we're supposed to be doing. We know who we are. We know what we want to do. Why are we not further along? And the answer was consistently because you have been waiting for the world to catch up and be ready for your message. Wow. The world has not been ready for us yet. I'm getting tired. Now it is. Uh, We are just on the cusp of that opening up. And it's why, why now? You look around, as Eckhart Tolle says, suffering is the greatest consciousness facilitator. And the world is suffering in this moment. There's crazy stuff going on everywhere. And everybody's whacking out. And as these people continue to whack out, what does it bring them to? It brings them to the end of themselves where they go, there's got to be more than this. And they wake up. And then they look around and go, well, I don't know how to live like this. They go. Yeah. So I envision it this way. We see the, this mass humanity is just lemmings, just running to fall off the cliff. They're, they're just on their way. And I used to stand in front of them and go, stop, and then splat. You just run over. So what I've learned is I just pitch my tent over to the side of mm-hmm. the lips. And it's gorgeous. I mean, it's oh, here's some ones that come and they're like, oh, can you show me? Now I have permission to talk. And now I, they can be heard. And many of us are out there trying to save the world. We're standing in front of the lemmings going, listen to me. They're not petty. And they were like, I don't get it. I'm doing all this stuff and nobody's hearing me. That old term, you're throwing your pearls before swine. They're not ready to listen. And one of the gates that's lit up today in the astrology is this waiting for the invitation to speak. Waiting until it's time to share. And that's back with the whole piece of is spirit, is this what we're working on today? If it's a no, don't bother because you think you should. So it is a flowy, easy life when you, there's nothing for me to do. But be in alignment with source keeps me out of a lot of trouble. Because when your determination in life, your one and only thing today is to stay aligned, it's a full-time job to stay in your own lane. I, I have no extra time to deal with other people and their trauma and their drama and their I go telling other people how to live. It's a full-time job staying here and staying aligned. And yet when I'm aligned, the light 
can reach out and impact all of the people. I'm not being selfish when I take care of myself first. But it's not me and my life force out there trying to affect people, which never works. If you ever give advice to anybody, it doesn't work. So spirit does it. Because I saw this one time. It says, the lighthouse does not run around the island looking for ships to save. Mm. The lighthouse just stands anchored in one spot and shines the light. That's our job. That's what we're called here to be, is lighthouses. But so there's so much to unpack in what you just said. (laughs) Lots of amazing things (laughs) within that. But I think sometimes it's still worth going out there, spreading your message, even when people are not exactly ready. Because I do find that years later, when they are, they remember that event or that podcast you spoke at or Mm -hmm. something you said that maybe at that time they were like, this is a very new and strange (laughs) yes but it does ignite something within them maybe years later they come back to you is the time for them so I I sometimes there's a little bit of that struggle maybe I should still put myself out there or whoever is in the audience too and if you have a very strong and unique positioning and life message based on what you've been through and the obstacles and you're worried like, oh, maybe this is not the right time to to go out there and say it because it's before our time. <laughs> so I sometimes there is a little bit of that balance of maybe you can start to introduce it in certain places and spaces that open to that. And you're, you are still doing God's work because you're activating them, know it or not. <laughs> yes. And and it comes back to our theme of are you following spirit in yeah. putting your work out? Even though the people might not you're not in words, you're not waiting for some this is gonna be or are you pushing it on people? It's right. it's the intention right. piece there. Because when you are Oh, I'm going to save these people. You're not going to save anybody. <laughs> so it's that. And then it becomes hard work. And then you become resentful because you went out and did something that you weren't really guided to do in that moment. And since it wasn't accepted, then you feel like I, I wasted my time. And it, so then you're in this bottle of wax. So absolutely many times we're putting things out. And this is especially true when you think about it. A great open rate for an email is 2%. And then half a percent of that 2% are clicks. Now you can begin to go, I'm wasting my time. (laughs) What am I bothering? Because that's part of the work. Is if you own a brick and mortar store, you would show up and put your key in the door every day and sweep the floor. 
Right. You'd put up the things and you'd sweep the floor. Sending emails and even selling, letting people know. Go back to our brick and mortar. You had a little grocery store. You'd be dusting off your cans every day. If you sold a can of peaches yesterday, you'd put another can of peaches on there and dust it off. So if somebody happened to wander in your store and they either need a can of peaches for dinner or they look and you go, oh, I didn't remember I needed peaches, but yay, there they are. You're going to get them. So that's what we're doing when we're putting our offers out, when we're making ourselves visible. So people who, they did not know that you even carry peaches can see that you do. And how do we decide what we're saying? How do we decide how we're doing? Now we're back to what feels good. What am I being guided to do? Not what am I supposed to do? What should I be doing? So it's, it is, it is subtle. I absolutely 100% agree that it's so subtle, but it's the intention of this is what I do. This is the work I signed up for. This is what I, this is how it works to have an online business. You got to sell stuff to have something to sell. You want to create something. All of those pieces, because that's what we do. And then just right over here, a hair's breadth away is do this. I got to do this. I'm supposed to do this. If I don't do this and I don't do it exactly, oh my God, if I don't do it exactly right. And then we do it and then we get no response. And then we're like, wait, I'm just going to go to bed for a week. Yeah. For Luke. Yes. And I often uh, advise people to really start with a foundation of self-development, going to mentors such as yourself and working on their own self-leadership prior to going out and learning about the strategies and the marketing and the other components. Mm -hmm. Then you can go out and differentiate, okay, is this really for me? Or is it not? And if if you don't have that foundation with mm-hmm. you, you're going to be a little bit lost when you're yes. out there. And you and to your point, getting into that anxiety uh-huh. and trauma cycle. And well, like- and then we drift. Now we're into because I personally think business, especially running your own business, is like the number one consciousness facilitator and self growth business pro- you could possibly do. Because now we're into money. (laughs) We all say we want money, but do we really? Mm. What, what? We can envision ourselves being a big success and having a lot of money. But again, we kick up this old stuff around, yeah, but who are you going to be when you're not broke anymore? Mm. If you suddenly have a whole bunch of money, who are you going to have to be telling no to because they're going to come pounding on your door wanting you to help on? What are the downsides to what you're believing you really want? Mm. And so as long as you've got that mixed, tangled energy going on, I want more, but I want more, but. Yeah. 
I don't deserve it. Oh, what am I saved? People like us don't have that kind of money. Mm. Oh, again, of course, all of our favorites, rich people are just selfish anyway and bad and blah, blah, blah. So if you got this running over here in the underground as your baseline, and then you're over here going, well, I'm gonna make a million dollars, you're not. And then you're like, okay, now we're right back to, there's something wrong with me. I've invested all this money. I've learned all this stuff. I work hard every day. Where's my stuff? And we don't understand and recognize that it's these ingrained belief system structures we have. The money's there. It's just backed up behind the door. You've got shut. And until you can get through these ingrained, some of them we brought in here with us, the rest we picked up along the trail. Our parents were really awesome of these rules, right? And as long as we've got all of that going on, it's difficult. Here's the other side. Even people who break that little bit and get a lot of money, get rid of it as fast as they can. Being a rich person is not their identity, and they will get rid of the money as quickly as possible to take them back to status quo, even though we don't like, this is the conundrum. We don't like the status quo, mm. but we're going to go back there every single time as quickly as we possibly can, because internally it's comfortable. Yeah. So interesting. Thank you so much for making oh, nuggets. If anyone wants to take a look at um, Ross's uh, Freedom Formula Assessment, mm -hmm. definitely take a look at that. Um, if you find yourself identifying with any of these potential goal traumas, procrastination, or anything else that you've identified through this conversation um, that you might want to take a look at, and all of us <laughs> have. <laughs> of needing to evaluate that from time to time so definitely take a look at that amazing resource and then you have this sacred life mastery youtube channel as well that i will put a link to yeah any anything else you want to share about where people can find you or connect with you as well yeah so i love the assessment because Number one, you're going to be able to determine whether what we've been saying matches. Plus, there's a whole bunch of other little things that we do in our day that we don't recognize or really realize that they're symptoms. Mm -hmm. and, and then in there, it'll give you another, the next step to actually come. I do a, a live thing once a month where we actually heal a goal trauma. So we use the whole, we do go through the whole process. And I'm at sacredlifemastery.art. Because mastering the sacred life is an art. It isn't a process. And it is not designed to fix you because you are perfect, whole, and complete. But it is a method of deconditioning and letting go of all the things we've picked up along the trail so that our divine nature can shine. And that's what we're really looking for because that's what will heal the world and we're all we are each all actually i think if we got down to the core of what it is we really want to do we all have different ways of doing it 
It is to be a light to bring peace and the divine to the planet. Absolutely. In our ways. And um, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And it was just such a pleasure to listen to all of your nuggets. And I'm sure people will will really just enjoy your energy and your environment and all of who you are. So be sure to connect with Roz. And thank you again. Thank you.